everybody. He's Dr. John Robinson. She's Dr. Maureen Robinson. And I'm Major Don West, the pilot. Uh, no, wait. She's Judy. He's Will. I'm either Dr. Smith or the robot. I don't know. We may be lost in space on this program, but we're not lost in space. The TV show where Vikings report Drew and Ted. Drewster, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Episode 25, Ted. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July, a great and safe 4th of July. But we got one more candle to light. Let's light it up. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. How was your 4th of July, Ted Glover? My 4th of July was great. I still have all 10 fingers. Thousands of Americans woke up on July 5th. Without them, I'm yes. not one of them. How about you? You don't got no lady fingers, fuzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. We had a hell of a time here at the house. A hell of a time, as Burgess Meredith would say. Dude says, how are we you had doing? a great time. Did you have a fun fourth? I have nothing clever to say today. Really? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> I feel unprepared. Through 25 episodes, Drew and I have yet to say anything clever, so welcome aboard. Uh, well, I'll, say, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. This is episode 25. Yesterday, Ruby and I had our 25th year for the day we met. Congratulations. That's awesome. I cannot believe she's put up with me that long. That's got to be some kind of record. And worth something. How long did you guys date before you got married? You met 25 years ago. You've been married for how many? This is public math, Drew. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, something wrong with my mic? I can't. Are we talking about losses, man? I can't remember. Nutsis, <laughs> how long was it? A year and a half. year and a half. Wow. You know, one of the first places we went out on a date, we went to the Scandia, to the batting cages. Uh-huh. First off, if you're if you're going to go out with a chick and she says, I want to go to the batting cages, you could probably marry her. I feel like marrying her right there. Just like Bull right? Durham, man. Last chance. Your place in mine. Is that what happened in that movie? Yeah, they went, well, it was before they kind of started dating, but they met at the batting cage, yeah. So we get, so we get to the cage, and I'm thinking, uh, you, you take it a chick, so you want to show off yourself and then help her with her swinging, right? Mm-hmm. She, she gets in the cage, dude. Crack. <laughs> and then it was about that time she says, I got four brothers, Drew, wow. so I know how to play ball. She oh, said, that's pretty cool. Princess could have played professional softball. She could have been on the Olympic team. She was so talented at softball. Well, speaking of competitions, if you guys have been following us from the beginning, you know, we did that big draft show giveaway on draft night. We gave away a bunch of prizes to include a Justin Jefferson jersey. Uh, we are going to announce another game for this upcoming 2021 Viking season right now. Drew, what do you got? What are we doing? We have a new game that's going to lead us right into the season, Ted, right up to kickoff in Cincinnati. For the next 10 weeks, it's called the Vikings Report Over Under with Ted and Drew. Kick-ass over under game. I'd say spent a lot of time coming up with that name. That, that's that's uh, very clever. Very original. It goes right in with the title of the show. I love I how you tied all that in. <laughs> Fantastic. That must have took a lot of thought. <laughs> it, lot, yes, a lot of thought. What it is, it's an over under game where you can put your vote in every week. I'm going to ask one question a week up to Viking Cincinnati. So the next 10 weeks, I will ask a, a simple one question per episode. 
Simple answer over under. And at the end of the season, when all the stats have piled up for the Vikings, if you guessed correctly, the most over unders out of the 10 weeks that we will play, you will receive an absolutely kick ass prize. We will unveil the prize. We're not unveiling it right now, but write in the comments below. In the comments below the show, write over under. Uh, no, are we starting that this evening? Yes, let's do it right now. Here's the graphic okay. for it. Here we go. Here we go. First question will be, Kirk Cousins, total passing yards for the 2021 season. Over, under, 4,300. 4,300 yards. So put your vote in below. We'll keep track of it. Next week, we'll have a new question. If you get it this week, it'll be 1-0. Then 2, 3, 4, 5. And after 10 questions, if you've accumulated the most, you will win. So make sure in the comment section below, not on our Facebook page, put it in the YouTube comment section of this show whether or not Kirk Cousins will be over or under 4,300 yards pass. And if you remember, uh, just like we did when we had the secret phrase of the show leading up to the draft comments for the competition, will close Wednesday at 12 noon Central Time. Wednesday, 12 noon Central Time. Any, any submissions after that will not be counted. And even if you miss this week, just like the draft show, you can keep playing. You may go 0-1. You may go 0-2 just like Mike Zimmer did last year. You may start out 1-5 just like but like the Vikings did. But you could get on a roll and everybody else could go in a slump. You may end up in the thick of it by the end of the year. So, And if we have a tie, we'll do the bag of cornucopia to pick the winner, Ted. Yeah, just like we did for draft night. Still have it. Still um, got it. All right. We'll announce, we'll announce a prize like week five or six. We'll leave it anticipation for that. So speaking of Danger Will Robbins, let's talk about Lost in Space, that iconic science fiction TV show from the mid-1960s. How many episodes, Ted? 85. Oh, my God, 83. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, dude. Wow. I was going to say, if you guessed it right, that would be really, really awesome. Three seasons, started <laughs> 1965, 83 episodes. Ted, almost the closest you've ever got. Wait, they did 83 episodes in only three seasons? 83 episodes in only three seasons. Wow, because like most TV show seasons are like, 12 or 15 episodes long. So that must have been like, what, 25 or 30 a year? Since they've been doing this, I've noticed in all those older shows, like Andy Griffith did like 42 episodes some seasons. So they must have just like constantly worked and got yacked up on beanies or something. I don't know what the deal was, but they were filming like three or four shows during that time when they started Lost in Space. But it's a pretty cool show. It ranks 17th on our Vikings Report TV list. I know nobody cares about the list, but I'm going to show it to you because I'm a nerd and I keep track of everything. There's your list. If you talk about Lost in Space, you got to talk about those outfits, Ted. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> that, that show, I looked it up today because I wasn't sure. I knew it was, it was shot in the 60s, but it was set in 1997. Think about really? what those outfits were and the technology and... And what people must have thought 1997 was going to be like. And then think back to what 1997 was really like. I I didn't know that. It's a good tidbit. Good nugget right there. Yeah. I mean, look at one of the outfits. Was there like a, in outer space, was there a lot of go-go clubs? I mean, what was the, (laughs) I mean, is that not the go-go outfit? They probably got the go-go boots that go with those things. I mean. Somebody probably went as far into the future as 1977, saw Saturday Night Fever, and said, man, the 90s are going to be awesome. Let's do this. I got two things about this show. Now that I'm older, I used to watch this as a kid after school, and I loved it. I, I, I loved the robot. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. There's two things that strike me about this show. 
the guy that played the pilot, Don West, Major Don West, he totally, after about seven or eight months in space, would have been going after the oldest daughter, who I think was of legal age at the time. Because a guy in his 20s or 30s doesn't go that long without, you know, what comes naturally. Second of all, Dr. John Robinson and Major West absolutely kill Dr. Smith. They'd have killed him. He was the cause that they were lost in space. Yes. That, yeah, he tried to sabotage it and then got trapped in the ship and then threw the whole thing off course and they went into deep space. And, and in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> Is that alien? Yeah. Now we're yeah. rolling. Now they we're rolling. We got. They would have completely off Doctor Smith, and they and they would have put. They would have landed on whatever planet. They would have put his head on a spike and said, "Danger, Will Robinson! Don't do this." <laughs> and Doctor Smith, he was like one of the first TV characters that people hated. How dare you speak to me in that fashion, you frightful, fractious from? And he was always, you know, he's always a coward. He's always passing the buck or passing the blame, never accountable. Sounds like a head coach, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, Maybe he, if he, I had a better robot, we wouldn't have gotten thrown off course. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I need more pro bowlers on my crew. I got Judy and Penny. They're worthless. Well, Will Robinson was in charge of special teams. Maybe that was the you problem. Know, Will Robinson played by the great Bill Mummy. He was probably the most popular because – what launched him into getting lost in space was four years previous in 1961, he shot that incredible, incredible Twilight Zone episode. It's a Good World, I think it was called. Yeah. And he was the kid, Anthony Fremont. You're a bad man. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. Please, son, wish it into the cornfield, please. It's a good life. That was my favorite Twilight Zone episode, more than the plain one with William yeah. Shatner. That's number two. But number one was Anthony Fremont. He shot off that episode. What a great job. Bill Mummy. The great Bill Mummy. And then after that, I don't know if you remember the song Fish Heads. Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Roly Poly Fish Heads. Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Roly Poly Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Fish Heads, Eat Them Up Yum. It was like this weird, quirky song. It, the, Billy Billy Mummy sang that song, or was no that song or something? Yeah, I can't remember the name of the band. I know it was a song. I can't remember the name of the band that sang the song, but Billy Mummy was involved in that. I can't remember if if he was in the band, oh. or produced it, or what. But yeah. I hope the I hope the producer is saying that's a good song, Bill uh, Anthony. Yeah. That's a real good song. We all like that song, Anthony. Don't we, everyone? We love that song. Y you know, you need to watch that video sometime. And, and tell me with a straight face, those guys weren't on LSD or something when they came up with that song and recorded it and shot the video. Because it is to it tonight. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's as bizarre as Mike Zimmer blaming Dan Bailey for bad onside kicks as to why they lost football games last year. Guess who turned 96 two weeks ago? Who's that? June Lockhart, baby. Really? June Lockhart is still with us. 96 years right. young. Just celebrated her 96th birthday, and she was probably the she was probably the main actress name wise when they started that show because she was Lassie, you know, Timmy and Lassie. She was Timmy's mom. She does. She's like really iconic in the TV world history. She was. So yeah, June Lockhart.
Big shout out to her. All right. So, oh, who requested that show, Ted? That would be from our viewer, Dr. Proto. So thank you, Dr. Proto, for uh, the request for Lost in Space. Again, if you would like to request a show for us to talk about on our opening segment, we'll be happy to do so. Just put that in the comment section below and we'll get to it. We've got a, we've got a couple more we got to do. we got some fun ones we've thought of, but, but we'll, uh, we'll get you in the hopper. I got one tasty tidbit as we head out, as we end it with Lost in Space. What's that? Is that the song I hear? Yeah, Tootsies. <laughs> We forgot the intro with the song. Toots is hitting us with a little bit of the song. It was just a. It was okay. just like a. It was just a medley, though, wasn't it? There was. No, yeah, it was no, there, there was no, no lyrics, lyrics right? to it. Okay, but, yeah, okay. Uh, thanks for playing that. The robot that they had, you know, the danger. He was a star of the show. Him and Doctor Smith, pretty much. Yeah. That thing weighed two hundred pounds, and it cost seventy thousand dollars to build it. Really. And in 1965, $70,000 would have been equivalent to a half a million bucks today. Build that thing. So that's kind of like what you describe a typical date. Never mind. <laughs> no, 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 never mind. There's a your mom joke there, but I'm not going to make it. I'm not doing no. it. Do we have footage on Ted Glover's 4th of July? Do we have footage on that? We got to roll that. <laughs> Went to Iowa to see my family. Uh, had a little tribute there, a little tribute Bud Light to my brother Bubba, who's no longer with us. Yeah, it was a good time. A lot of fun. All right. So, Lost in Space, uh, great oh. show. I'll tell you what, uh, the, the player we're going to talk about this week who was never lost in what he was doing was oh. former Minnesota Vikings great, who, Drew Bunting? Tonight, since we're 64 days away, today we're at 64 days, everybody. That's not a long time. Honestly, I've done more time in county jail than 64 <laughs> days stretch. Um <laughs> unscripted and unprepared baby Uh, okay tonight we're talking about the great offensive line randall mcdaniel i call him the greatest offensive line i know there's an argument out there for yeri and the great ed white and mick tinglehoff but i seriously think randall mcdaniel is the greatest offensive lineman ever to play for the vikings so since we're at 64 days and counting to Cincinnati, we are going to do a little spotlight for Randall McDaniel tonight. Well-deserved. Randall McDaniel, the guy played, what, 11, 12 years, whatever it was. I think he was a pro bowler every year. And he had that weird, unorthodox stance, stance that nobody could imitate. Nobody has even tried to do since. And, and it served him very well. Wasn't that weird? That was the first thing I noticed. When that guy came to the Vikings was, what the hell is wrong with his leg? When I was writing for the Daily Norseman, I got to interview Randall McDaniel. And I, I asked him about that. And he said his, his first year in the league, he had a normal stance. The second year, he hurt his knee. I mean, he was supposed to be out like three or four weeks, whatever it was. And they gave him an older knee brace. I, I can't remember the name of the brand. He said, but it was an older one. And the younger guys never got good equipment. And the brace was not really all that great. And so when he tried to get in his stance he couldn't because of the brace it restricted the leg movement so he had to kick his leg out he had to end, ended up going in and playing earlier than they thought he would and it, and it worked out at the end of the game the defensive lineman he was going up against said man whatever you're doing that leg I, I couldn't tell if you're a pass blocking or run blocking and he said hmm I might be onto something here so he asked his offensive line coach if he could keep doing that and the, and the line coach said yeah if you can get out of your stance and make your blocks and and hit your assignments yeah, that's fine. And so he worked on it, and he did. And that's kind of what he became known for. That is solid. You're not going to get that info anywhere else, people, and any other show but Vikings Report. What was it like to interview that guy? Was it? That'd be kind of nervous for that. 
Oh, it's terribly, uh, very nervous. I mean, you know, it's Randall McDaniel. It's one of the guys that that's the cool thing about, you know, blogging for a, a site like the Daily North. I got to interact and interview, you know, some of the most famous players in Minnesota Vikings history. I including Bud Grant and McDaniel and Paul Krause. And it was just, yeah, he's a real cool guy. Very, very mild mannered, very low key. Never missed a day of school while he was a student throughout from kindergarten through 12th grade. And, you know, now he's a teacher. He's a grade school teacher. And I asked him, so how many parents ask you for your autograph during student, te- you know, during parent-teacher <laughs> conferences? <laughs> and at the time, I don't know, I don't know if he's still doing this, but his policy was, if your parents bring anything in, I'll sign them for their friends. At the end of the year, during the, during the Christmas party, at the end of the year, I'll sign any memorabilia for uh, your family, but don't have them asking. I, he said, I tell the kids, don't have your parents ask me for autographs during parent-teacher conference. Cause he's like, very serious. He's a very good teacher. I gets very good. And that's that's awesome, man. Yeah, that is, he just seems like a cool guy all the way around. Something tells me if I'm in the class and Randall McDaniel's teaching it, I'm probably listening. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty I'm, intently. I'm not, not going to backtalk Randall McDaniel. Uh, Randall McDaniel, dude. I mean, last week we had David Dixon. This week, Randall McDaniel. So those are the top two guards I think to ever play. And then you throw Ed White in the mix there. But, uh, yeah. man, 19th overall pick from Arizona State in 1988. Played in the school's first ever Rose Bowl and beat my Michigan Wolverines. Wow. Still to this day, to this day, Ted, Randall McDaniel. Randall McDaniel is the only. (laughs) Without fail. (laughs) Randall McDaniel is the only player in the NFL Hall of Fame born in the state of Arizona. Really? The only one. That's right. When Arizona State beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl, you know who their head coach was? Did I, did I ask you to repeat that? No, you, you didn't. But do you know do you know who their did coach get, was? I think it was John Cooper. It was, and that is what got Cooper hired at Ohio State because they had just fired Earl Bruce and they wanted a guy that could beat Michigan. Oh my God, dude! John Cooper, two ten and one, baby. Man, we're going backtracking it. We can remember a lot of football things, but we can't remember other things. Can't remember what I did Saturday night. <laughs> I did every game from 1990 to 1999 for the Vikings. He started 202 consecutive games in his career because he finished with Tampa Bay. Yeah. 202 consecutive games, 12 consecutive Pro Bowls. Consecutive, bro, consecutive. I That's think that incredible. means, does consecutive mean together? That's together, right? In a row. Consecutive. Adjective. Following, in succession, without interruption. <laughs> I mean, they just go on and on. 190 games in Minnesota, 222 for his career, nine-time Pro Bowl. 1990 All-Decade Team. Yeah, the All-Decade Team. That's like Jerry Rice kind of guys. Yeah. NFL All-100 Team. Really? He's in the All-100 of the entire history of the league. Most games ever at guard for the Vikings. He went to the Hall of Fame in 2009. But he yeah. was still good when he went to Tampa Bay. I mean. He, he was, but he, he I just saw they released him in 2000. So he never, unfortunately, he never he never won a Super Bowl. Got this. He, he retired the year before Tampa Bay won that two, Super Bowl. Does yeah. that does that suck or what? Oh, that's just brutal. One more year, he would have got his ring. Super ferocious on the field and super gentle off it, man. I'm really yeah. glad you got to interview him, man. That's that's pretty cool. And he was really nice. And I asked him about. It. I said, "You're you're a quiet guy. So what? Why are you doing 
this promo? Why are you going out and doing all these interviews? Because that really wasn't – it's not that you didn't talk to the press, but you never sought attention or sought the spotlight when you played. He's like, well, because whatever it was is a good cause. is recognizing you know, Hall of Fame players or, or something like that. So, yeah, it was, he's pretty good. He's a pretty, pretty cool guy. That's really cool, dude, that you got to do that. That's very, very, very cool. God, we had some good offensive linemen back then, didn't we? Yeah, we could use some he more, was, couldn't we? And you never heard his name during a game, which is the most important time not to hear his name. Yeah. Not yeah, making dumb just, plays. He just did his job so well and so consistently. Never got hurt. Always answered the bell. Just a great player, man. Yeah, when you said best player, best offensive lineman in Vikings history, uh, yeah, it's it's either him or Mick Tanglehoff, and I, you can make a very good case for, for Randall McDaniel. So. All right, so Randall McDaniel is our, our player spotlight of the week. Thank uh, you, Randall. Good job. We're, we're still knee-deep in the dead zone of, of no news going on. So with training camp coming up, we thought we'd try and get you guys ready for training camp and start focusing on some potential training camp battles. And, and the one we think is going to be the, the, the training camp battle that most people are, are interested in is that third wide receiver spot. Uh, behind Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Drew, what what are your thoughts on that position group as a whole and just who you kind of see maybe emerging or is that is that wide receiver three on the team yet even? What, what do you think? Well, I looked at that list, the current list. I'm concerned, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> really? I may not be soiling myself concerned. <laughs> There's a lot of questions at wide out. There sure, is, sure. and I, I am concerned about it. Let, you, you mentioned you, you were looking at the list. Let's look at the, the list of wide receivers currently on the Vikings roster. We're, gonna, we're not going to go over Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson because those are the top two guys. We're, we're concerned about the third wide receiver spot. And we keep how many on the roster? On, on, the, opening, on, on opening day last year, there were seven. And so right now you've got eight guys for five spots if they go with seven. Okay. I, think, I think they may go with six. Maybe, maybe that seventh guy could be a return guy a return specialist. I don't know, but there's basically what eight guys for five spots. So you've got the top two guys, the top two guys currently vying for WR three are Chad Beebe three years in the league, 26 catches, 310 yards, uh, 11.9 yards per catch average, three, uh, two touchdowns and 7.3 injuries per year. That's Chad Beebe. (laughs) The next guy B.C. Johnson, two years in the pretty NFL. Good injury. Pretty good injury average. I'm impressed with the injury average. 7.3. Can't ask for much more than that. He average, averages more injuries than yards per catch at this point in his career. Jesus, dude. Um, Stop getting injured. B.C. Johnson, two years in the NFL. 45 catches, 483 yards, 10.7 average, three TDs. Kind of respectable. Not terrible. And we'll come back to him in a minute. The rest... The rest of the wide receivers, you've got Dan Chisina, one year in the NFL, zero catches, zero yards. Zero point zero. K.J. Osborne, one year in the NFL. Oh, don't get me started on that guy. The John Plutarski grade point average, 0.0 in terms of yards and catches. Rather have Jack Osborne. And then we have three undrafted rookie free agents and a fifth-round draft, draft pick and Amir Smith-Marset, which we'll talk about in a minute. But our undrafted free agents are Myron Mitchell, who has no famous relative, because Blake Prohl has a famous relative, and his dad is Ricky Prohl. And then we have WAP, there it is, Phil, your 
undrafted free agent, and he is the nephew of Herschel Walker. Oh, he's, he's got a spot. That'll, that'll, that'll lock it up right there, right? At least Rick Spielman didn't trade 20 guys for him. What? So <laughs> we got that. Whoop. <laughs> whoop. <laughs> and then a whoop. Related to Herschel, he's got to work out then. I thought you and Wap Fillier were shooting off fireworks Saturday night. No, no, I still have all ten of my fingers. I don't, I don't do fireworks anymore. I just drink beer and watch people blow their fingers off. That's a good time. So, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I, I want to go back to BC Johnson for a minute because he's kind of been a disappointment to me. <laughs> what, what, do, what do people think when they're watching this? I don't know. I have no idea. But I want everybody to remember, we're Vikings Report. This show's not for wussies. <laughs> we may not be professional. But at least we don't know what we're doing. I'm sorry. Continue on. I just mean to laugh over you. Oh, that's okay. So, BC Johnson, you know, in 2019, if you remember, Adam Thielen got hurt, and BC Johnson started six games, and he had a fairly respectable stat line while, while Thielen was out. Had 31 catches, 294 yards, three touchdowns. I, I kind of thought going into 2020, BC Johnson would be the guy to step up because you remember last year they had basically this group going into training camp last year after they traded digs, you had Justin Jefferson, who we assumed would, would step up. I didn't think he'd step up as well as he did, but he did. And thankfully that he did a great job, but BC Johnson had, had a golden opportunity to, to lock down that wide receiver three spot. Although he had stiff competition from Tajay Sharp, as we'll recall. (laughs) And he didn't do it. I mean, at least BC Johnson was active. Tajay Sharp, we've gone on and on about him enough. It, it seems like BC's hit a brick wall. It's something. I mean, you know, he, he's got 45 catches all told in his career, 31 of them in 2019. So, what, 14 last year? I, I mean, when he could have had, again, another golden opportunity to lock down wide receiver three when it looked like – because the Vikings deactivated Tajay Sharp every week for whatever reason. So there was there was an opportunity there, and, and like – he didn't seize it. So I well, the door was wide open for him. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, folks that say, well, BC Johnson can do it or Chad Beebe can do it. I really don't have faith in any of those two guys. I mean, do you No, I, I'm with you. I kind of expected BC to maybe take it to another level. And, you know, there's always an argument of playing time. You don't get a lot of playing time and nobody really worries about wide receiver three till one or two get hurt. Then people are making a huge deal about it. That's why, we're looking, we kind of look ahead being, you know, that's kind of what we do because we expect the worst to happen all the time. So you got to be pretty much set at wide receiver three. I think he's just a uh, dime a dozen guy. I mean, he doesn't do anything really special. I, I think BC will be there. I think he'll get a roster spot because of uh, his experience. He knows the system. You know, when, once a guy's kind of locked into that. Now, now the counter to this argument is, well, the Vikings don't use wide receiver three. I mean, they use three wide receiver sets. I think 30% of the time in the NFL last year, which was like last in the league. So they don't use three wide receiver sets very much, but, but my concern is what you said is, well, who's your guy 
if Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson go down, because if that happens, you, you can roll double coverage on whoever the healthy guy is mm-hmm. and pretty much neutralize him. And exactly, now you're exactly now you're right. Done. Your, your passing yeah. game is pretty much done. Thielen pulls a hammy. Everybody's going to roll over to Jay Jets. They're going to shut Jefferson down. Then they'll be looking at BC Johnson to get eight yard gain. I don't think BC Johnson, I don't think anybody that you mentioned is scaring anybody. Yeah. So do you think wide receiver three is currently on the roster? Yes. You do. I think it's the new guy. Amir Smith Marset. What what wait? Did you go through the whole list? I mentioned him real briefly, but it's it's Chad Beebe, BC Johnson, Dan Chisina, KJ Osborne, and then undrafted free agent rookies, Myron Mitchell, Blake Prohl, and, and Wap Fillier. Do you are, are any of those three guys those undrafted free agents do you think are gonna make a splash and make a run for the roster? I don't know much about Fillier, but I I know that I've heard other people talk really highly of him and say that he's got a really good shot at it. K.J. Osborne shouldn't be on this team. The only reason I think the Vikings may have a move or two left is last week we talked about this, is they have 14 or $15 million in cap space. And a little interesting nugget came across the Twitter feed today in that 2019 first-round draft pick, Nikhil Henry of the New England Patriots. Harry. At, I'm, my bad has asked for a trade, played two years, didn't really do much his first year, had I think like over 30 catches last year for the Pats. Is he a guy that you might think would be worth kicking the tires on? We're bringing to camp and try to buy for a spot? Hell yes. He was number five on my Drew Big Board when he came out of the draft. He was one of the guys who was really picking up steam before the draft. He was rising up on the on the draft boards. He was the second wide receiver taken overall at the end of the first round. He was taken after, I think uh, Hollywood Brown was taken by the Ravens. He had 200 plus catches. His last year there, he had a thousand yards and nine touchdowns, but he had 200 career catches overall in Arizona State. So he's not a slouch. He's very experienced, played in a lot of games there. Well, and just to be clear, there's been no rumors about, you know, Harry to the Vikings or anything like that. He just has said, I want to be traded. You know, you know something funny about that 2019 draft Harry was in? Yeah. He was the second wide receiver taken, right? The sixth wide receiver taken was Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, the seventh wide receiver taken was Paris Campbell. The eighth, the eighth wide receiver taken was Andy Isabella. And guess who the ninth wide receiver taken? Ninth. Uh, D- don't know. DK Metcalf. No kidding. So that's how much of a hit and miss wide receivers are coming out of the draft. Let that wow. be an example to you. Take a ninth overall, and he's clearly the best wideout from that class. Often they fall. The wideouts fall because the systems are different in college. The throwing, the windows are tighter. They're just a lot there's a lot more misses with wide receivers in the draft than anything. So I would be all for getting Harry into a Viking, getting him in camp, signing him, trade, what, a six-rounder, whatever. Yeah. So he's not on the team, though, so we got to deal with the guys on the team. And and we're neither of us are impressed with B.B. Johnson, Chisina, Osborne, Mitchell, Prohl, or Fillier. Smitty, aren't they all kind of the same guy? I mean, They kind of do feel like that, yeah. You want somebody that specializes in something. You want so, something special, which leads us into ha-ha, Amir. Our, our draft profile this week, Amir Smith Marset, rookie wide receiver, fifth round pick, I believe, out of the University of Iowa. Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's talk Amir Smith Marset. What does he bring to the table? And when you describe his game, I want you to tell me whether or not you think he is going to be the legit wide receiver three or has a legit chance to become wide receiver three. Well, he does have a legit chance, Ted. And the reason being, first off, he wasn't in my top 15. 
But you know how deep the draft board was for wideouts. We know that going into the draft. We knew that. We talked about that before the draft, how there could be 30 guys, 30, 40 guys taken in the first few rounds. I mean, I mean it's just every first three rounds. He gives you something to all the rest of those guys, BB and, uh, I mean, Marmalade or Marmaduke, because we called him last week, he can bring it. You know what he gives you, Ted? What? He gives you, and I think the Vikings might have this in mind, because they like the home run ball. They like the big play. They like yeah. the explosiveness and the big plays, and that's what Smith Marset gives you. He brings the returnability. He brings versatility. And like I said, fundamentally, he might have some flaws, maybe a little bit in route running, but the thing that he brings you the most is his explosiveness. Guys that can take it to the house every single time. I got, first off, let's back up a little bit. The guy has an uncanny resemblance to LaDainian Tomlinson, don't you think? Yes. I mean, let's look at Toots is throw it up there. I mean, look at that. The guy is, if he can run half as well as LaDainian Tomlinson, as he looks like him, then we're all set. This guy, Amir, Smith, Marmalade, Marset, Marmaduke, he had 144 touches at Iowa for 1,889 yards. That averaged 13 yards a touch. That's pretty explosive. Okay, so Smith Marset, you said great hands, explosive player, yet he lasted until the fifth round. What caused him to fall that far? You mentioned just the, the amount of talent available in this year's draft. Is that the primary reason, or is there something about his game that that caused scouts and teams to take pause well last year he only had he only played in seven games he had 25 catches for 345 yards and four touchdowns i mean overall he had a pretty big career he had 110 catches with iowa but he only played in seven games they had a limited season at iowa i think the fact that there was just so much talent in the wide receiver draft class ted that's why he fell this is the best kickoff returner in the draft besides probably rondale moore can can he return punts as well he didn't return any punts at Iowa, but I heard an interview with him saying that he, he can return punts. If they ask him to do it, he's going to do it, but he didn't have any punt returns while at Iowa, so it's hard to say he's going to turn into a day one punt returner since he had zero there. But get this. In the Big Ten in 2018, he was the number one kickoff returner. In 2019, in the Big Ten, he was the number one kickoff returner. Really? I mean, 50. here's what he had at Iowa. 53 kickoff returns. 1,520 yards for a 28.7 career average. Almost 30 yards every time he ran a kickback. The that's guy's got phenomenal. A, that, that's not a fluke, and that's not a joke. That's a gift. He's gifted. This guy is Cordero Patterson, but can play wideout. Can actually play the position of wideout. That's what you're getting with Amir Smith-Marset. That's why he's going to make this team. That's why he's going to be the number three receiver on this team. Because he has the ability to take it to the end zone. That shoots him up in the rankings past BC, Check My Johnson, all those guys. It does. It shoots him up there, Ted. And 30-yard average for kickoffs is pretty damn good. That means you got a knack for it. I'll tell you what. Somebody needs to step up because right now I have more confidence opening an outdoor water park (laughs) in Antarctica than I do in the guys on the roster for wide receiver three for the Vikings. Somebody – has to step up. Now, we've talked, since we started our draft profiles, we've talked Jalen Twyman, defensive tackle, the sixth-round guy, uh, and there are two fifth-round guys, tight end Zach Davidson last week, and now Amir Smith-Marset this week. So far, we've both we've both agreed that Twyman and Davidson are going to make the roster. 
the final 53-man roster, correct? Are we, am, I, am I on par so far? You are correct, sir. Who said that? <laughs> Who's that? Uh, that was Phil Hartman as Ed McMahon on Saturday Night Live. You are correct, sir. Yes. <laughs> you are correct, sir. No, you yeah. are correct. That is correct. Of all the guys, well, of the three guys we've talked about so far, I am the most confident in Amir Smith-Marset making the roster and and maybe making some noise as a rookie. I'm not I'm not really too sure about Jalen Twyman. I think he will just because there's not a lot of talent. Davidson, again, you know, we sort of talked about tight ends last week. There's there's not a lot of talent to have to leapfrog to make the roster. And Smith-Marset talking about not a lot of talent to have to leapfrog. I mean, even if you think B.C. Johnson and B.B. are wide receiver three and four, at a minimum, you know, we said the Vikings went with seven. At a minimum, they're going to go with five. You would have to think Smith Marset has got to be, at an absolute minimum, the fifth guy in that room. I'm a lot higher on Marset than Davidson, even though Davidson had that one-handed catch. Bling, 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 <laughs> bling. But I think they're both, they're both making it because they don't have a lot of stiff competition in front of them, just exactly like you said. I think Smith Marset is going to get a lot of looks in training camp and in, in the preseason games. And I, I look for him to make a play or two and going to start turning heads and he's going to start climbing up the wide receiver depth chart. I will leave you with this tasty tidbit out the door with Marset as we leave the great land of marmalade. Lady Marmalade, man, I love that song. Gitchy, gitchy, Gucci, Gucci. Let's leave you with a little marmalade. 2000 to 2019 Holiday Bowl, Ted. Got the MVP of that game. You know why? Why? Watching, touchdown, receiving, touchdown, cheek return, touchdown in the same game. Really? And I, I hope the Vikings find a, a way to use him and make him a productive player in 2020. You'll see it preseason. Kickoff return. First preseason game. Taking it to the house. If he doesn't, I'll shave off half my eyebrow. Shave my right eyebrow off. Ooh, there's a spicy hot take. Spicy. Spicy. I'll shave the Uh, whole right eye. Write this down. Write it down, Ted. Kickoff return Uh, for a TD. Yep. In first preseason game. Well, no, you got to give me the whole preseason. Uh, All right. Okay. Because that's hard to do. Preseason. Or you shave half your eyebrow. No, I'll shave the whole right eyebrow off, and then you can call me one eyebrow Drew the rest of the year. Right eyebrow. All right. There you go. And we're gonna and you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it on, on air. You're gonna do it yes, on air. Yes, I will. That's right. Yes, I will. Chances, <laughs> do you have Marset's number? I need to talk to him before the night's out. <laughs> you're on your own. Uh, next week, we will get uh, Janarius Robinson, defensive end out of Florida State, fourth-round pick. We'll, we'll tell you all about him. But for now, oh, you got something? No, I had a couple of viewer, uh, viewer things. It got a hold of me. I, I wanted to get this real quick out of the okay. way. Okay. First off, today's happy birthday to, to Matt Khalil. So we have a picture of Matt we wanted to show <laughs> everybody. So happy birthday, Matt. Matt, there's Matt Khalil. And secondly... Somebody wanted to know if Ron Perlman, the actor, was a cat, what would he look like? So there we go with that. That's Ron Perlman as a cat. All right, back to you, host. So that does it for Vikings news and our draft profile this week. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We will be back for uh, Name That Tune Trivia. Name That Toonses Trivia. And I'm going to 
kick your ass just like Ohio State kicks the Big Ten in recruiting. Wop Filer, wop your ass. Wop, what, there it name? is. Wop, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Talked over me. Sorry, you talked sir. over her to say you're not going to talk over her. <laughs> uh, oh my God. You literally talked over her to say I'm not going to talk over you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, I'm dying. So today we are going to be playing an audio. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me this time, was it? No. Cover you guys up so I can't see you. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, that's terrible. Alright, this week we are going to be doing an audio trivia. <laughs> I'm going to play 15 songs. Each song is going to be either a song that's specifically about sports, a song that you might expect to hear at a game, or just anything sports related. You guys are going to hear the song and just yell out the answer. Here's song one. Take me. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Guns and Roses. That was Ted. What? You know who you are? You're in Ted Glover's jungle. And you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is song two. NFL Today theme song from CBS. CBS, good. That's right. Damn. Good job, Ted. Damn. All right. All right, song three. Ted's in the lead, two to zero. Chumbawamba. Um... Get knocked down. No, get back. Get back up again. What? One of the stupidest songs I've ever heard. 
ridiculous. All right. Good job. Dang, Ted. I was not expecting this since Drew's the musician, but here we go with song four. Well, sorry, I didn't I didn't get myself going on Chumba Wumba. Eye of the Tiger. Yes. Eye of the Tiger. Glass Tiger. Yes. Survivor. Four to nothing. Song five. Journey. Don't stop, Don't stop believing. believing. Journey. Yep. Drew got that one. There's number six. Oh, 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 oh. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. Ah, you got it. Oh. Ah. Dang, that was really good. Since that was like barely anything. Here's number seven. I paid my due. Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, wake up. Well, no, we, no, have no, we have the champions. We, we... I got it. Ah. Corrected himself in time. Four to nothing to four to three. We're on a roll. All right. Good comeback. Number eight. Janet Jackson. Oh. A four on duel. Oh. Bear shuffle. Shuffle by the bears. I said bear shuffle. Shoot. I'm not sure who got that one. I said bear shuffle, but then he said Super Bowl shuffle. So if it, if bear shuffle is acceptable, then I tied him. I'm gonna hold that one and check it. Jesus. <laughs> Say, we're gonna talk. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to Dean Blandino and let him look at this. <laughs> you drill me every single time. No, don't say it. That's what she said. <laughs> All right, never mind. Here's song nine. James Brown, welcome to Love America. America. I said James Brown first before he said anything. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's currently four to four with the one up in the air. Here's song 10. Another one bites the dust. That was Ted. Right, no way, it's clearly mine. Here's the song 11. Celebrate, cool in the game. That is embarrassing that you knew that song that fast. <laughs> that is that is disturbing you, you and know, embarrassing you, that you, you know knew why, cool. You know why I knew that song? That is one of the worst songs ever written. It's first of all, you're wrong. You're you're completely wrong about that. Come on, but dude. Like, that's like any like Dave Matthews writes. Come on, I dude. like Dave, I like Dave Matthews. Oh <laughs> Jesus! How do I agree to do a show with this guy? Like Dave Matthews? You like that Cool Again song, Ted? Celebrate. Yeah, like when I was a kid, that was like the real popular song on the radio. And, I, you know, you could call the radio station and request. I called him. It was like off. They was playing a song, so I wasn't on the air. And he said, what do you want to hear? He said, I'd like to hear Celebration by Cool and the Gang. He's like, I'm not playing it. I played it five times. And the dude hung up. <laughs> All right, here's number 12. Are you ready for Monday Night Football theme? Hank Williams Jr. Darn it. That is correct. All right, number 13. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. hate this game. What <laughs> reads them faster than me? Yeah, his ears start working faster than yours. <laughs> I heard me say it, so I think it's okay. Okay. <laughs> great. Number 14. 
Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Hey, now you're an all star by uh, All Star. Who wrote that song? That's close enough. It, the name of the song is All Star by Smash That's Smash right. Mouth, that's it. Yeah. Here's the last one. I used to love this song when I was a kid, so I saved it for last. Here you go. Uh, put me in Corruption. I got it. I heard me first, so I think I got that. <laughs> Ted, you know what? I was waiting through all these songs to hear that one. Were you really? Yeah, and then it, I was thinking it's, oh, she didn't she didn't have this to the list, and it was the last one. Ted, beat me in trivia. Thank you for coming. We will see you guys next week. Thank you, Genesis. That was awesome. Okay, that was good. All right, so that uh, that pretty much puts a bow on episode 25. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for viewing. Thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading the podcast. If you're an audio-only type person, that's cool, too. Thank you, Drew, for being uh, a great co-host. Thanks, Tunes, for doing all the production. And Liz, for doing all the production and, and making the show what it is. This would not even be a thing without, without them doing what they do. So can't wait to talk to you guys next week. We'll try to do better the next time. Take us home, Drew. Thank you, thank you, thank you for watching our show. Subscribe to the show. Like the show. Come on our show. Send us some questions. Send us a video. Segment ideas. Send us a TV show idea. We're running out of a TV show request. We need more. We like doing the TV shows. Thank you for watching space. Let's give one more shout out. To Randall McDaniel, a Hall of Famer and the Ring of Honor participant. And we put the bow on episode 25. Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted.